I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Let's start today's episode with a story. Every now and then, when an Indian American becomes the CEO of a Silicon Valley company or sets up his or her own technology company, we often revel in their story, own their journey, and in some cases, follow their paths. We're not talking about Sundar Pichai or Satya Nadella or the man reeling under Elon Musk's pressure today, Parag Agarwal. But today, we reflect on Umang Gupta's journey, the OG of the IIT Valley route they took back in 1978. Gupta, who is credited with helping Oracle put together its first business plan in 1981, passed away on April 19th. Gupta, the New York Times obituary stated, opted to take his own life using prescribed medication as allowed under California law. Gupta was suffering from terminal cancer for over two years. The Patiala-born Gupta was one of the earliest IIT to Silicon Valley stories. After graduating from IIT Kanpur in 1971. Gupta emigrated to the US to earn his MBA from Kent State University at the peak of the Vietnam War when immigrant students particularly those coming from countries such as India were discriminated against having started his career as a sales guy for IBM Gupta would go on to join Oracle as its 17th employee in 1981 this was also around the time when Vinod Khosla another IIT product started Daisy Systems and Sun Microsystems in 1982 But Gupta is known for what he did after Oracle. He started up the first senior executive from Oracle to start his own business, Gupta Technologies, at the time, the first Indian-run software company in the valley that catered to client-server databases. With Gupta Technologies, he is credited with being the first ever Indian enterprise company to be listed in Nasdaq in 1993 before it got sold in 1997. After his venture was sold, Gupta was back at Keystone Systems where he became chairman and chief executive officer in 1997. An Oracle rival, Gupta helped take the company public in 1999. Following the dot-com bust as the New York Times reported in 2004, Keystone's revenues fell 117%. Gupta went on an acquisition spree, picking up 10 companies since the bust and one company, Vividence, over a game of poker, the report added. Gupta may have passed away but in his career he's helped plant the Indian flag in what was once an unknown territory and in doing so he paved the way for many Umang Guptas For the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology business policy and anything that leaves you with a food for thought I am Farheen Khan and here's the deep dive for April 25th 2022. India's fast-paced transition to electric vehicles is not going great even if sales are. Scooters catching fire have become a near daily affair, but now things are getting a little serious and deadly. We're talking about deaths here. The wee hours of Saturday morning saw yet another casualty. A 40-year-old man in Vijayawada was killed after the battery of his Boom Corvette 14 scooter exploded. Three other persons were left injured. The explosion happened within a day of purchase while charging in the house. 
CNBC TV 18, quoting police sources, added that the person had purchased the scooter on Friday evening for seventy thousand rupees. Interestingly, the makers of the bike, Boom Motors, is a part of the government's automotive production-linked incentive or PLI scheme. The Boom case comes literally days after an 80-year-old man in Telangana was killed after a battery belonging to Pure EV, another EV scooter maker, exploded. The man, identified as Ramaswamy, died from burn injuries. And last week, we told you about the Okinawa incident in Chennai and Pune in two different incidents. What's going on? A simple explanation would be as thus: from last week's edition of the Signal, lithium-ion batteries are prone to what is known as thermal runaway or overheating, the main cause of fire. They are particularly vulnerable in the Indian summer when temperatures are sometimes near 50 degrees Celsius and routinely stay above 40 degrees Celsius. A not so simple one, as reported by publications such as the Morning Context, is how companies such as Ola have botched up their rollout, often prioritizing targets for quality checks. Now the SoftBank-backed Ola Electric is walking back, albeit a little. The EV maker will recall 1,441 units of its scooters because of the rise in accidents. Well, better late than never. This comes right after an S1 Pro rider received 16 stitches in Guwahati. Ola, however, maintains that the victim was overspeeding, which led to the accident. This comes exactly a week after Okinawa Autotech recalled over 3,000 units of its Praise Pro scooter. The government is now taking note. Union Transport Minister Nitin Gadkari has ordered a forensic probe on recent mishaps, according to the Hindustan Times. Last week, ET Now reported that the government has asked EV makers to prepare and submit SOPs. But these incidents come at a time when the government and Gadkari himself has been actively endorsing EVs. Earlier this month, Gadkari believed that the cost of electric two-wheelers and electric three-wheelers and four-wheelers will be equivalent to the cost of petrol vehicles, and that the country would change. In related news, India is in the midst of a power crisis, having witnessed the hottest March since 1901, according to Bloomberg. This has been exacerbated by a combination of coal shortage and a super hot start to the summer. That means only one thing: power cuts. In some states, such as Punjab, Uttar Pradesh, and Andhra Pradesh, the Bloomberg report added, power supply has been turned off for eight hours in some of these places. That's not good news. While this could have a searing impact on small and medium enterprises, particularly in the manufacturing sector, power cuts could also add to EVs' woes, which in turn could stifle demand for electric vehicles. On that note, we wish you a great week ahead. If you want to share your thoughts on the EV battery explosion crisis, do write to us at hello at thesignal dot co. That's hello at thesignal dot co. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 